0: Up the gloves, lace up the boots. Sparring time is over. It's time for Strong Style, Impact Media's weekly dive off the top rope into the world of mixed martial arts and professional wrestling. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York, and if you can't tell, I'm excited. I'm excited. We had UFC action over the weekend. We've got a giant card coming up this weekend. We've got uh, the aftermath of Bound for Glory and the Impact. In the Impact world, not the Impact media world, the Impact wrestling world, WWE was at it again, AEW had some fun stuff, so much to get into, but before we do, I want to let you know that if you want to contact the show, leave us a question, comment, suggestion, rating, review, anything in between, you can do so the following ways. You can go to where you find podcasts, places like Podcast One, Spotify, the iTunes store, many, many other places. If you do not find us in places that you find podcasts, definitely make sure to let us know, and we will remedy that very shortly. You can email the show, 3endzone at gmail.com. It is the blanket email for Impact Media. 3endzone at gmail.com, the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com. You can search for us on... Facebook, Impact Media, Strong Style, Jeremy York, any of those things should find us on Facebook. If you do not find us there, you can always email us, as I said. If you're one of those people who likes to click a link and just listen to the show, go to Twitter, where at Team Impact Media is where you will find uh, the ability to do so. That's where all of our. Show links are posted, and if you want show links and more, including all kinds of things, just whatever random adventures I find myself into, you can follow me on Triller, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at the Impact ninety nine. Will find uh, find us there. So, as I said. Tons to get into. We're going to jump right into the world of the UFC that has been going strong. Only taken a couple of weeks off in the last couple months. They need some time to recharge here and there. Uh, but let's start with the fight night over the weekend out there at the Apex, where Alexa Grasso took on Vivian Arujo. This thing went five rounds. These ladies, it is it's hard enough to go three. They went five rounds toe-to-toe. Alexa Grosso ends up with the unanimous decision win. It's a great example of controlling the fight, fighting your fight, and uh, Arujo just seemed to not have answers to Grosso's uh, tactics when she needed to, and so Alexa Grosso gets the much needed and very good win in the women's flyweight division. Co-main event, saw Cub Swanson uh, just catch a hammer <laughs> and Jonathan Martinez towards the end of round number two he gets the TKO victory in that I think Cub shut up a lot of people too that were like well Cubs old he can't do it anymore no Cub can very much do it but Jonathan Martinez said I, I've had enough of talk I, I want to end this fight it's not going to decision so good for Jonathan Martinez uh, Dusko Todorovic Gets the TKO win over Jordan Wright in the middleweight division. Same thing here. Uh, Slightly less time than it took Jonathan Martinez to take out Cub Swanson. Dusko uh, takes out Jordan Wright. Great win for Dusko. We'll see where he goes from here. Uh, Fight number four, I'm going from top to bottom. You guys know I always talk about the main event. Uh, fight number four went to unanimous decision, Raphael Asuncao took on Victor Henry, this was a pretty good fight, it went back and forth, there were times I thought Victor Henry could eke out the, the win, and then, there at the end, Raphael, he, he just, he said this is my fight. And then lastly on the main card, Alfonso Menafield with the TKO victory over Misha Serkinov. Uh, Alonzo is turning out to be quite the fighter. Now, Misha is a great fighter as well, but Alonzo has really strung together some good performances uh, his last few fights, and I look forward to what they end up getting him into. But, as good as that card was, UFC 280 is this Saturday. I believe 2.5. PM is is when a lot of this starts to kick off, so check the calendars. Uh, Main event for the lightweight title. Charles Oliveira at a plus 160 versus Islam Makhachev at a minus 190. Whatever fighter you like, hammer those numbers that I, th- I think uh, Dan and Kobe and Reese over at the ankle pick pod would agree you whichever side you like you hammer in fact if you want hammer both go for it you know how to play those uh, odds that way but in my opinion as good as Makachev is and I think he is one of the next guys up the next big stars out of the lightweight division Every time I go against Charles Oliveira in the past, I don't know two or three years, I have been dead wrong. So, give me Charles Oliveira, and I ride or die. You know, give me Charles Oliveira to pull off this win. He he'd be a slight upset. I I think they're pretty even, but uh, give me give me Charles Oliveira. In the co-main event, Aljamain Sterling is going to take on T.J. Dillashaw. Dillashaw is a plus 150. Minus 175 for algermain Sterling. Those are also good lines. I like them both. Um, I think Algernon Sterling is... This is for the Bantamweight title, by the way. I think Algermain Sterling holds a slight advantage because he is the champ. And I think he also holds a slight advantage because he's coming off a little bit bigger run. A little bit more momentum. Uh, I like Sterling in it, but if you told me you were going to take Dillashaw, wouldn't fault you at all. Match number three sees Peter Yan versus sugar Sean O'Malley this is tough because Peter Yan is it's a super cool guy it's hard to, to not like him it's a lot easier just to like him and then uh, Sugar Sean man he's, he's fun he's the eccentric uh, pink hair purple hair rainbow dreads uh, plus He's been he's been trying to mold his career the right way. You want to pay me big, I'll fight big. You don't want to pay me big, I'll fight small. Well, this is going to show us where Sean is right now, and seeing how he is with Peter Yan. I'm taking Sugar Sean at a plus two twenty as a slight underdog. Uh, Peter Yan is a minus two seventy. He's just a really really good fighter. I just I feel like Sean is going to prove to everybody he belongs. In the top tier of the bantamweight division and taking out the former champ. That's number four. It's gonna. I mean, <laughs> this entire main card could be a main event any other time. If Oliveira and Makachev were not on the card, then you know Sterling Dillashaw would be the main event. If if those four fighters are not on the card, then Peter Jan, Sean O'Malley, is the main event. If those six are not on the card, then Benil Darius and Matthias Gamrot it's match number four that would be a main event and Don't worry when we get to match number five. It could be a main event, too But Benil Darius at a plus 160 and Mateus Gamron at a minus 190 in the lightweight division. This is going to be the ultimate showcase of Two of the best of the best in the lightweight division that are not holding the belt currently And you got to think too that if something happens to the main event one of them doesn't make weight gets sick this is for some reason you have Darius and Gamrot sitting right there that you can kind of shuffle things around. I like Gamrot. A lot of people are taking Darius, and I, I could see that too. That it's so it's, it's seriously a coin flip. I mean, seriously, twenty four four and one for Benil. Mateus is twenty one one and zero. Oh. How do you pick? But I will take Gamrot. Match number five to wind out the main event. This is all on pay per view. Uh, A lot of the rest of the card is ESPN News and ESPN Plus. Looks like the rest of the card is on those uh, programs. Match number five, as I said, if the top eight people I just said were not on the card, then Caitlin Chukagan, I'm going to say that right one there, Chukagan, taking on Manon Furio would be the main event of the card. The women's flyweight, these are two of the biggest, I can't even call it prospects, but contenders. And, uh, it's, it's very much, very much going to be, uh, just, uh, these two are going to throw everything at each other. Um, I like Kate, I like Caitlin in that one. Caitlin over, over Manon. Just, uh, now, Manon's only 9, nine one and 0 oh. she's, she's no slouch, but I think Caitlin, after her previous couple fights, has, has put some more things together and is going to do some uh, fantastic things. Now, here we go. Main event. I'm just going to talk about a couple of the fights real quick. Just mention them. Uh, the main event of the undercard is Bilal Muhammad versus Sean Brady. Otherwise known as a main event any other night that doesn't feature the main card it does. Uh, Mahmoud Muradov versus Kyle uh, Boralo. You've got Vulcan Olzimir. Versus Nikita Krylov. Zubara Tukagov. Lucas Almeida. I mean, th- these are these are ridiculous fights. Abubakar Nurmagomedov is taking on Godzi Omarzeev. Say those three times fast, by the way. I think I just nailed those. Uh, Armand Petrosian and AJ Dobson going at it Mohammed Makaev and Malcolm Gordon and then to kick it all off is Carol Rosa versus Lena Landsberg that is going to be a very very fun women's bantamweight fight this card is insane it is insane you couldn't load it anymore if you tried if you did it'd be like a seven-hour pay-per-view we're talking like WrestleMania stupid numbers but this thing is gonna be live from the, uh, what is it, the Etihad Arena in Abu Dhabi. Main card starts at 2, it looks like on ESPN News, the prelims and ESPN Plus, they start at 10 a.m., so make sure to set your alarms accordingly. What a big fight weekend, and the best part is, is next weekend, I believe, we get Bellator back, so we'll start going, uh. We'll start doubling up. So much going on. We're gonna talk some PFL in the next uh, couple weeks. They're still finalizing some things. They've announced some other uh, events, or they've announced the final. They've been trying to fill out the card, and uh, we'll talk more about them in the coming weeks because um, I want to dedicate more time to them. So let's jump into the world of professional wrestling let's start with wwe on raw we get the DX reunion minus Billy Gunn because uh, they as the announcer said he was somewhere else playing with office equipment he manages the tag team champions in AEW the acclaimed whose catchphrase is scissor me uh, daddy derriere daddy derriere we'll say that we're gonna keep it clean on here but we all know what Billy Gunn's nickname is, so, uh, but DX Reunion, it was pretty fun, they, they showed the four of them, because it was X-Pac, it was Road Dog, and it was uh, Sean and Triple H, course, they showed them various times of the night, doing random shenanigans, they went in the ring and did some random stuff too, and uh, then there was some other times where, it, I mean, it got real serious, Whereas they, uh like road dog like booked a big match that he he said I don't know if I have the power to do it but he just did it. Um, it just uh, it's like they were giving life advice. It was kind of kind of crazy. But if you know any of those guys or know anything about them or their past, I uh, just kind of ride right up their alley. Uh, we got to see the bloodline on Raw, which is nice. Uh, and and Riddle, who proceeded to talk up Sami Zayn and end up getting a match with him, which. Riddle grows on me a little bit. I'm still not the world's biggest fan of of Matt Riddle. Now that he gets his name back, but I mean, he's he's a solid performer, and he goes out there and he's and he's popular, and I mean, you know, he he does good things. It's just it's hard for me to get behind what he does. But he, he's good at what he does. But he's going to face Sami Zayn later in the night, and uh, it's just going to be it's it's a, a matchup waiting to happen that, that's that's going to be really good. Uh, We've got to see Austin Theory versus Joey... Not Joey. Johnny Gargano. Guy's never going to come on my show if I can't say his name right. Johnny Wrestling uh, gets the victory over Austin Theory, who also got his name back. And... Uh, It's kind of interesting that (laughs) since Vince is not in charge anymore, that Austin Theory is not treated as the super prospect like Drew McIntyre was years ago, and uh, it's kind of interesting to me. I don't think they're not making him drop the briefcase or anything like that, so he's still doing well. It's just uh, not going as swimmingly as it was, and if he's smart, he should pair up with people like Gargano and listen to everything he says, and uh, Triple H and other ones, and they're gonna, he's gonna, his his career path is gonna go in a slightly different direction, just an offshoot of where he's at now, but I think it's, in the long run, he's gonna be in a better spot. Um, Rey Mysterio took on Chad Gable with Otis, and of course, Dominic and Rhea Ripley at, at ringside Ray wins the more bigger thing there is that um, Dominic pushed and shoved him and knocked him around again and kept trying to get him to hit him and this ultimately leads to uh, Ray basically going to Smackdown and I uh, I think the reason behind this is He threatens to quit But Triple H says let's have a conversation and he ends up um, he, We'll talk about more what he does on Smackdown here in a minute but uh, this is to, is so that Ray versus Dominic is going to be Wrestlemania. And we're a long way from Wrestlemania. And you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to do something to prolong that. Because we're just a long ways away. So you put them on different brands. You have them doing different storylines. You have them cross paths at the Royal Rumble or somewhere around in there. And when they do that, they will... Um, They will cross pass, we'll get that blow-off match, and then I think that'll be it for Ray. I I really think uh, that's the the ultimate send-off for him is to face Dominic at WrestleMania, if it's a good match. So uh, that's what I would look for. Uh, Judgment Day stuck around, and AJ Styles comes out and kind of starts to hint as though he's gonna finally give in and join the Judgment Day. He said, yeah, because here on Raw, really didn't have anybody anymore and uh, so I had to find family Finn Balor thinks that means him nope it means the return of Gallows and Anderson that have signed a multi-year WWE contract what does that mean for their time in Japan I don't know because Anderson is the never open weight champion at the moment I believe so I I mean at some point he's got to either go lose that or Maybe WWE is going to let them kind of duel everything, you know, like not a full-time schedule here, and you're allowed to go over there. I mean, I could see the Triple H run WWE do that, that he could say, I, I don't have a problem. We'll do some talent exchanges and things like that. I think that could be a good thing. Um, Bailey took on Candice LeRae, and this was one of my favorite matches tonight, mainly because I'm, I'm big fans of both of them. The Poison Pixie and, and uh, Bad Bailey uh, just are doing so many spectacular things right now. Fun thing about this, though, Candice Ray ends up with the win. I thought that was great. you got the rest of Damage Control, Dakota Kai, and Eoskai who are the women's tag team champions, and you got Bayley, who should be world champ, and she takes a loss to the returning Candice LeRae. Now for people who know anything about Candice LeRae, her and Bayley are way up there on the talent scale. So it's not a huge upset if you kinda know anything about them, but given the landscape of Raw, that was pretty interesting in my opinion. Um, towards the end of Raw I thought this it it was very non-traditional WWE but it needed to happen we saw Bray Wyatt we know he returned at the pay-per-view I did not mention it last week I wanted to mention it this week Uh, he came out Liz lantern and everything and and he actually just straight up pulled the curtain back and told everybody kind of where he was at in the last two years basically he was um in an unstable situation he was nervous and and uh, disappointed just all over the place he didn't really know things where things sat for him because you know he wasn't wrestling uh, he had he had done some acting things but he just, um, he didn't know. He thought maybe that was the end of wrestling for him. And he said that every time it felt like he tried to hide that the fans would find him. And he, and he said that was a good thing. And so that led to his return to the WWE now. Now it did end with a weird video of the mask that he wears talking on the, the video and then the lights go out and we go to commercial. So we know he's gonna get back into character, but I thought that was very real I mean, he got emotional. He did, he said a lot of things. He said a lot of things that you don't normally hear people say like that. But I, I thought, like I said, I thought it was great. You saw the emotion that he was caught up in everything. And uh, it's it's good to have Bray Wyatt back. Now who who should not be <laughs> That enthusiastic? He he should be, but he shouldn't be. Uh, J.D. McDonald's going to be fine. Because he's a different kind of cerebral person. Um, Joe Gacy should probably not be the biggest fan. Because Bray is a slightly more advanced... Slightly more advanced... Well, Joe is a is a developing version of Bray Wyatt. He doesn't have a crazy mask, but that cerebral play in the shadows, cat and mouse catch you when you're not looking uh, that Gacy is so good at, so good at. And he's finally really getting his footing down there with the help of the Dyad, which are a fantastic team. Um, Bray Wyatt kind of does that all on a bigger scale, and uh, I wish Joe Gacy the best, and which Bray is the best. It will be interesting to see what happens. Uh, then we get La- uh, Lashley defending the U.S. Championship against Seth Rollins, and we have a new U.S. Champion, and that, of course, is Seth freaking Rollins. Now, Brock had a little bit to do with this. Brock come out and attacked Lashley before the match and really, really dust him up pretty good. So Seth had a little bit of an advantage, but it doesn't matter. Win's a win. And Seth freaking Rollins is the new United States champion. I love it. Lashley would have probably stayed champ. Now that Brock's back, I see that Lashley and Brock are going to really get into a program. Uh, they tore the, the ringside area up this past Monday. We'll talk about that next week of course, but uh, we're finally going to see Lastly versus Brock on a major major scale and it's going to be fun. Uh, and then Sami Zayn with the Usos took on Matt Riddle. We knew Matt Riddle was going to win, but this batch was actually really good. Like I said, Riddle was growing on me a little bit. Um, There's times he's just way too over the top for me, but in this case this match was really good. Having the Usos down there really helped. Uh, having Sammy argue with with Jay and and uh, and Jimmy was interesting. But in the long run, it, it was just uh, it was just a really good match. And then of course it ends with DX doing their normal shenanigans, which were which were fun. And it was good to see them. It was good. This was like the 25 year reunion of them or something like that. That that makes me feel old. Because I remember all of those guys before they were in DX, and that is crazy. Let's go to SmackDown. SmackDown, we get Cross and McIntyre are uh, in a fight in the back, and uh, McIntyre gets the upper hand. Seems like their feud is going to continue to go, which it should. And the way the strap match ended, kind of controversially. Yeah, you, you got There's going to be some other chapters to that one, which it should be. Because they're both not ready to take on Roman yet again, so you you want to you want to do a few more things and and really let it go, really let it build. Um, what else was there? Sami Zayn taking on Kofi Kingston. That was a fun match with Jay down there at the side and, and Woods too. Sami actually ends up getting the win there. He loses Matt Riddle. He beats Kofi Kingston all in a what a four-day stretch good for Sami Zayn he by far is one of the best performers they have on the roster right now just unreal what Sami Zayn is bringing to the table each and every week uh, looks like they're gonna get Braun Strowman and Omas into a program together that's fine. You got to do something with both of them because you're not ready to put Braun in the World Title picture yet. He's and he can't just keep running over random people. So, him and Omos and it could make them both look good down the road cuz what's better than one monster, two? Uh, Monsour took on LA Knight. Of course, they had Mace and Maxine down there. It is I'm so glad LA Knight is Away from that maximum male model stuff, and it's good that that those people all have something to do but LA Knight needs to be by himself or he needs to be away from that stuff because he is a Ridiculously good performer and what that tells me is that Triple H Realizes that he he has way more than a manager out of LA Knight and he is putting him on the roster Damage Control took on Roxanne Perez, uh, Gonzalez, and Shotzi, and of course Damage Control wins. They need to get some wins back on the board. I mean, you have the reigning tag team champs, and you have Bailey. How? Why are they losing to, to people? Uh, it, it baffles me, um, even to these even to these guys. That I mean, these guys that are all really, really good. But a good win for Damage Control. Hit Row took on Legado del Fantasma. I hope these people feud for a, a good while. Maybe till the end of the year. Because these are two fantastic factions. This They kind of did a little bit of this in NXT. And it got to some pretty cool stuff. In the long run, SmackDown is going to be way better. And it's going to help the tag division to have those two groups running around then we had a fatal four-way to determine the number one contender for the intercontinental title to face Gunther somewhere down the line it uh, maybe it's the next pay-per-view I forgot what they said and it was supposed to be Ricochet well, he was there versus Solo Sokoa he was there versus Seamus well, he was there versus Karrion Cross. He was not. Remember, I told you at the very beginning of the show, he was taken out of commission by Drew McIntyre. Makes sense, right? It Does. So, who they put in as replacement? Well, remember that guy? I told you that threatened to quit, and they figured out another thing. Well, yep, Rey Mysterio steps in, and he ends up winning this fatal four-way. He will take on. Uh, he will take on Gunther somewhere down the road, and it's a it's a fun new storyline. He's not going against Dominic. Uh, I definitely like it. And then um Oh, it was actually SmackDown that Raw that they, they uh finished up with uh, the Bray Wyatt stuff where he come out and uh like I said he was just real about stuff. But uh go check that out if you get the chance. But that was WWE Raw and SmackDown. Before we get into NXT and the rest, let's take a short break. Let's tell you about our friends at betonline.net. And we'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, Game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back. Remember, make sure to visit our friends at BetOnline.net where they do the articles, they do the podcast, they do so much of the work for you. They don't just post betting lines, but they will help you and educate you to where even if it's not legal to place wagers on sporting events where you are, you can still be the smartest person with the water cooler every morning because they're going to give you so much knowledge, so much information. BetOnline.net. Check them out. All right, we left off with NXT. NXT, uh, we open up with Braun Breaker versus Javier uh, Burnell, I think is his name. Burnell, am I saying that right? Uh, Javier had he's called Javi the body or something like that and he ran his mouth in front of Braun and Braun didn't like it. So, Braun Breaker challenged him to a match, and uh, I, I give it to Javier. He he held his own for a little while, and then Braun Breaker just got tired of playing around and uh, ended it pretty quickly. Uh, Braun was then confronted by J.D. McDonough, who was not happy when Ilya Droganov also come down there, but we're going to see the three of them face off very, very soon. I think it's on the next, I think it's Halloween Havoc, which is, this week, last, next week, it's coming up. I think it's next week. It could be wrong. It could have been this week. But it is coming up very soon, and I think that main event is going to be fantastic. I kind of hope J.D. McDonough wins, but you guys all know I'm a big Braun fan, but I am a big fan of all three of these guys, so I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. Um, other things you need to know. Axiom took on Nathan Frazier in the third of the three-part match series they did with the winner going on to the ladder match at Halloween Havoc. And Nathan Frazier ends up with the win here. I think it's he's the more established prospect, and he is a prospect at this point. He's the more established. So, uh, Axiom is, is pretty new. So, to see it, although they, they've done it with other people before, I just feel like Nathan Frazier adds a little more to that match. So he moves on. Uh, well we see some random videos with Pretty Deadly that just, just get weird. They're just bizarre. I mean I, I don't I don't I don't know where they're going with half of it, but it leads to a three-way match where uh Idris andolfe and Malik blade team up against Briggs and Jensen, who team up against the Dyad to be the number one contenders for Pretty Deadly's titles. I know everybody thought Briggs and Jensen was going to win because the Dyad has not been around long enough as the Dyad, of course they've been a team forever, but in the long run what this amounted to was uh, Anolfe and Malik are now the number one contenders, them versus Pretty Deadly is fun. We haven't seen that match up a whole lot, and I wish those guys the best. That's a fantastic nod that you're getting a chance to uh, take on the tag champs. Uh, Alba Fire took on JC Jane for some random reason. Looks like Alba Fire is just going to start going at all the Toxic Attraction people, and JC was first. This is a pretty good match. Um, It had some moments here and there. But uh, in the end, Alba Fire wins, and then JC and Gigi are trying to get the upper hand. Alba really has the upper hand until Sonia Deville comes out. Looks like Sonia is gonna pick up a little bit of the tab on that one, and her and Alba Fire will probably face off in the very near future. Uh, Wesley takes on stacks. Wesley wins the match. This started as a Stax was trying to get revenge because he blames Wesley for uh, Stax's compadre there, Uh, Tony D'Angelo, getting hurt. It was in a match with Wesley. It had nothing to do with Wesley. It was just you knee gave out when you hit. But um, in the long run, Wesley wins and then gets attacked by Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes because they're trying to take out people that are in this ladder match so that Hayes can win and get his title back. Makes sense. Um we saw the debut of Thea Hale for from Chase U. She had a pretty good showing. Um she took out Rob Stone at the very beginning and then Keanu James took her out when she wasn't paying attention. Uh but Keanu James gets a win. Uh and Thea Hale ended up looking okay in it. She was she wasn't bad in her debut. And then we got Grayson Waller versus Ilya Dragunov and this was a really, really good match. Had a bizarre moment at the end where the Halloween Havoc wheel started spinning randomly when Grayson Waller was next to it. And so he ran back towards a ring and he got dropped by Dragunov. And Dragonoff was then confronted by Braun Breaker. That's going to be a fun, fun matchup when they get into that. Um, and then JD McDonough was actually in the crowd watching them both face off. So, like I said, that, that triad is going to be really, really good. Uh, let's go to AEW Dynamite. They have added somebody to their roster. That makes a lot of sense and also makes them a lot better, and that is Renee Paquette. She is the wife of Moxley and the mother of his amazing uh kid, but Renee Paquette is now part of AEW. She'll be doing a lot of interview segments. I think she'll be at the desk a few times. They absolutely hit a home run in bringing her in. She's going to make things a lot, a lot better. Uh, But she interviews Christian, which leads to Luchasaurus versus... Uh, Jack Perry because like I said, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep calling him Jack Perry Instead of jungle boy because I think they're trying to get him away from that too. I think he should he should be Jack Perry but uh, this it, it just goes off the rails and uh, You really don't get much of a winner out of that and this that feud is just going to continue to go We get to see Wardlow and Samoa Joe versus QT Marshall and uh, camarado Wardlow, of course, and Samoa Joe win, and then uh, Cage and, and the rest of his crew there, the Embassy, I believe, uh, come out, and then FTR comes out, and then Sean Spears comes out. So it's good to see Sean Spears back. And uh, it seemed like him and FTR are going to kind of team up a little bit, so that's them and Wardlow and Samoa Joe are another, they're not really a faction, they're just five guys that are going to watch out for each other, and uh, it's going to lead to some good stuff. Uh, Swerve Strickland took on Billy Gunn, this is why Billy couldn't be on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Swerve ends up with the win, he, he catches Billy Flush with his his uh, dive off the top rope, uh, but that leads to the Acclaimed coming down, and then Sterling, Neese, and Josh Woods come down. Seems like they're going to be the next contenders up, so I look forward to that because there is a lot of talent among those groups, and um, should be a good title defense for the acclaimed. MJF and Stokely Hathaway kind of uh, have seem to have a little bit of a disagreement in the back. MJF said, "I didn't, we didn't, we didn't really agree that you were going to come out there and do that and so, you know attack some people for MJF and." help him out when he like he said he didn't didn't really need didn't really need his um, his help and then Hathaway was like man we did such a good job he's like we you keep saying we I I, I did that so uh, we'll we'll see what happens with that it looks like MJF could be potentially turning face maybe it could happen but uh, we get a face-off with Moxley and Hangman that led to a match this week that we will definitely talk about next week because of something that happened in that. Um, but uh, Moxley versus Hangman is a great matchup, and I'm glad they put that together. Danielson took on Jericho for the Ring of Honor Championship. Everything's going pretty good for Danielson until referee gets knocked down, and then the Jericho Appreciation Society. And Daniel Garcia come down. And it looks like Daniel Garcia is gonna side with Danielson, and then he sides with Jericho and takes Danielson out. That leads to the Jericho win. Uh, Yuta, Claudio, and Regal come out to try to even the odds, and it looks like those two groups are gonna continue to battle. Uh, it was weird to all of a sudden have all that buildup of Garcia leaving the JAS, and then he just walks right back in was kind of weird Uh, we get to see Jamie Hayter and dr. Brett Baker DMD with the rebel take on Hikaru Shida and Tony storm and actually Shida gets the pinfall clean pinfall victory over dr. Brett Baker it seems to me that maybe they're listening to me and they're starting to build up Jamie Hayter a little bit into a uh, another prime female talent because she's not taking as many losses and she's in a lot of big spots so i kind of am starting to see this grow and i am I'm, I'm over the moon about it she's one of my favorites i, I actually like everybody in that match but uh, like i said sheeta ends up with the win over brit and looks like jamie hater's getting a little bit of a boost we get Pac defending his all-atlantic championship against orange cassidy in the main event or is it the main event? It is the main event. Uh, this was a really, really good match. And in the end, you have a new all-Atlantic champion in Orange Cassidy. I know Producer Sassy is very excited about the Orange Cassidy win. Uh, we'll go to Rampage, where the Butcher and the Blade with the Bunny can never leave the Bunny out. Nobody puts Bunny on the corner took on Claudio Castanoli and John Moxley. And as much as I am a big Butcher and Blade fan, big Claudio fan too, Moxley's good. Uh, this was one night I would not want to be the bl- Butcher and the Blade because Moxley and Claudio are just going to out muscle you. And they eventually did. Claudio ends up getting the victory for his team. Good to see the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny all back on television. I think they were all dinged up and injured a little bit. Good to see them back on. They are fantastic performers. Um, Looks like Alan Angels has returned to the Dark Order Which is good I hope they kind of build up and start doing some stuff as well Uh, They were doing all hands-in thing And he just showed up and put his hand in And they were like, oh look, he's back I I think that's great Although it does set up, if he comes back There's a chance that That Preston Vance Otherwise known as Ten Could depart, but I don't think so I think Dark Order's going to stay The way that they are Uh, the JAS has a confrontation with Dalton Castle and the boys where it's going to lead to a match this week that, from what people have told me, is a must-watch, so I must watch it. Nyla Rose with Vicky and uh, Shafir took on Anna J with the JAS. Uh, I can't lie, ever since... Anna Jay and Ty Mello or whatever she's going by now joined the JAS. She's not been big fans of their work. It's kind of like they're just riding the coattails to make it easier instead of working for it. But uh, she uh, she definitely didn't have an easy night against Nyla Rose who, who just annihilated her and she gets the big win. Of course Nyla has t- taken the belt of Jade Cargill. does not hurt my feelings at all. If Nyla Rose is the person to beat Jade Cargill, I think that helps Jade, if that's the first loss, and Nyla makes sense to be a champion because she has been champion before. But uh, Jade and the baddies come down, and, and they're too preoccupied to realize that Nyla and crew take the belt and leave again. I kinda look forward to that, that showdown between Jade Cargill and Nyla Rose. Should be pretty good um Ethan Page took on Isaiah Cassidy and since Ethan Page won the stipulation was that the firm not only still have the contract rights of private party but they now have the rights of one Matt Hardy he was not excited about that Uh, Sean Spears and FTR took on Brian cage and the gates of agony with Prince Nana. that was a uh, part of the embassy Spears gets the win Spears gets the win over one of the gates of agony members uh, This was a good six-man tag because all six people understand How to put on a show and this was a fantastic one um, And then FTR was called out by the kingdom with Maria Canellis that of course is Mike Bennett and Matt Taven who said FTR you keep telling people that you're the ultimate champions and you've beaten all the greatest people and yet here we are and we've never faced I I love it I love it the kingdom not only together they're the impact tag champions at the moment I have no problem with them challenging FTR that's going to be a really really good uh, program there and of course War Joe comes out as well which is Wardlow and Samoa Joe. AEW at times is a little crowded, but they do a pretty good job of spacing things out and still telling uh, the story the the way they need to. On Impact Wrestling, we saw the fallout of Bound for Glory. I think I talked about it uh, in last week's Late Show. Uh, Josh Alexander comes out, Bully Ray comes out, and Bully Ray says, hey, I won the match, I'm going to get a chance to cash in, you know, whenever, um, and usually I'm underhanded, and usually I do these other things, and I, I'm known as a, a locker room bully, and, and, and po- politician, and, and all these things, and yeah, but I'm, I'm not going to do that with this one, uh, I'm going to tell you exactly when I'm coming at you, and Steve Macklin comes out and says, well, you're full of crap, and Billy Ray pretty much agrees, but says, Steve, you are too. Then Moose has to get his, his self into it. Bobby Fish comes out and said, well, you're pretty much all right. But he just walks to the front of the line and looks at Josh Alexander and went, "Uh, I'd like a shot at that belt, Josh Alexander says. Let's do it. So that's your main event for tonight. We'll get to that in a minute. Tasha steals with Savannah Evans in some kind of random no DQ match. Took on Killer Kelly. I think this was a get right because... The last couple matches they've had have not went great. And so, uh, Killer Kelly, of course, ends up with the win in this one as well, as she should. She could be one of their next big knockouts in that division. Uh, Kenny King took on Black Taru, took on Alex Zane, took on uh, Yamura, took on Laredo Kid, took on Trey Miguel. Chaos, high spots. About three commercial breaks. Trey Miguel wins. It means nothing because it it, it wasn't for anything. It just uh, how many people can we put in a match so everybody gets in this show. Impact is, is the impact wrestling is the king of doing that. Uh, then we get to see VXT. Thank goodness they are back and and ready to go. Chelsea Green and Diana Perazzo. They teamed up with Giselle Shaw to take on Rosemary, Jessica, and Taya, otherwise known as the Death Dolls because, you know, not enough team names and random stuff going on, which is fine. But uh, luckily, Giselle Shaw found a way to pick up the win over Rosemary, of all people, and uh, it was uh, was a pretty good match. All six of them are, are really good wrestlers, so that, that was a good match. We saw Matt Cardona take on... Bupender Gujar, Cardona actually gets the win, there's a rumor he could be another one to come back to WWE, but at the moment, uh, he's still in Impact Wrestling, and it was good to see him back, he's been injured for a long, long time. Then we get to see the main event, where Bobby Fish takes on Josh Alexander for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship, a pretty good match, Fish is a great technician and a great mechanic, and he definitely showed all that off. In the end, Josh Alexander wins in front of his, uh, I think, his kid and um, in front of his kid and uh, wife that are there, which was good. And then Frankie Kazarian comes down and, and he congratulates him. And then it all makes sense as to why he won at Bound for Glory and won the X Division Championship. Because Kaz walks in, and before he could even say it, I was screaming it at the TV. Kaz says, I think me and you should face Josh. And Josh says, yeah. And he takes the X Division title off. He said, because I'm exercising option C. Option C for people who don't know. Years and years ago when Hulk Hogan was in the TNA management, TNA and Impact Wrestling management, Austin Aries was the X Division champ. And he talked to Hulk about this, and then uh, said, "One time a year, it's usually right after Bound for Glory. Whoever the X Division champion is, has a, a an option, otherwise known as Option C, to cash in the title, to give up the title, to get a World Heavyweight title shot. You can only do it one time a year, and so Kaz is uh, going to cash his in." Against Josh Alexander, and I think that is absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic, Josh Alexander versus Kaz. I, of course, am cheering for Kaz, but that is going to be amazing. And then finally, speaking of amazing, New Japan Pro Wrestling. What do they give us this week? They give us David Finley versus Will Ospreay for the U.S. Heavy, or the U.S. title. Oh my goodness, this! was epic so many false finishes there's a wrestling term for when you get a two count it, you think somebody's going to win and then, they, and then they don't they continue it on and it just my goodness and then by the end of it you realize that Finley is one of the best performers in the world and that Will Ospreay is probably one of the top two or three he might be the top performer right now it's just unreal the kind of things he does uh, he retains his belt and it's, man, if you get a chance to watch New Japan, please do so. They, they have uh, just a loaded roster and uh, some of the world's best athletes over there by far. But that is all we have for this edition of Strong Style. We appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. Listen to me banter on about pro wrestling and MMA. Remember, UFC 280 is coming up this Saturday starting at 10 a.m. on ESPN News and ESPN Plus. And also, the main card is going to start around 2 p.m. So, definitely check that out. Definitely check out everything else. But I am Jeremy the Impact York, and we will see you guys next week. Go watch wrestling. Go watch fighting. Deuces, gooses.